Coming up on This Week in Games, Tencent plans to take on Valve in China, Ingress gets an anime, and Ubisoft says it's moving away from finite experiences. Coming up This Week in Games. Hello, welcome to This Week in Games. I'm Eric McConnell, and I'm your host, breaking down all the video game goodness this week, and we had almost nothing happen this week, so it's going to be a pretty short episode. I don't know what else to say. So let's start off with some investment news. Iron Mountain Interactive secures $3 million, um, led by Oasis Games, for a game company in Austria. So Austria is not really a game powerhouse, but, uh, you know, their bench goes pretty deep. They have former people from Rockstar Games, Deep Silver, and Social Spill Entertainment. So you're looking at titles like Grand Theft Auto, Dead Island, Max Payne, and Manhunt. They're in Austria. I'm sure $3 million goes much further in Austria, and... Uh, they were backed by Asian game publisher Oasis Games. So, Iron Mountain Interactive says that their new online multiplayer game, Hero Sport, is slated for a 2019 release. And I think their main gist is probably going to be sticking with online multiplayer games. Pretty good market, if you ask me. <laughs> Next up, Double Valve News. Valve getting a lot of negative news this week, especially because it was such a short week. Valve, if you guys remember a few weeks ago, Valve shut down basically Steam Spy. Steam Spy is how app or game creators got basically any Steam data on how many sales they had, how, you know, how their stuff's doing compared to other people and so on and so on. Valve shut down Steam Spy. Then last week, Valve announced they're working on their own alternative to Steam Spy. And then a bunch of developers figured out a way to estimate game sales, and Valve shut that down. So Valve doesn't want you to have data. The story is Tyler Glayel, I butchered that name. That's that's a rough last name. Um, he co-developed titles like The End is Nigh and Closure. He wrote a post on Medium to basically explain a technique for estimating yourself. So basically, if you have an achievement and only one person has unlocked it, so let's say, you know, something that only one person would unlock, then everyone else who hasn't unlocked it is going to add to the percentage of players that haven't unlocked it. And that looks like, so if you have two players, one person has unlocked an achievement, it'll be 50% of the players have unlocked it. If you have three players, one person has unlocked it, 33% of the players, and so on and so on. Well, Valve's percentage is a 16-bit number, okay? So it's pretty pretty deep. And what you can do is you can use this technique and use the accuracy in the percentage that it reports to estimate how many uh, Steam cells you have up to a certain point. It's pretty shady of Valve to not give you even basic numbers like this. So... It's great that they came out with an alternative. Obviously, Valve shut this down right away. And I guess everyone's just going to have to sit around and wait and see what 
Thou metrics or whatever they want to call their new platform um, shapes up to be. So in the other Valve news this week, Tencent plans to take on Valve with Wii game. So Valve has Steam. Steam surprisingly actually has traction in China. A recent report said about 25% of all Steam users are in China, or at least preferred simplified Chinese as their main language. Tencent always ready for a market opportunity, plans on taking on Valve with Wii Game. So Wii Game is based in Hong Kong. It's in development right now. And uh, it's kind of like it wants to be the homegrown Valve. Interesting. So Tencent has roughly 40% in Epic Games. They have a lot in a lot of companies. So It'll be interesting to see how, like, they strong arm all their companies to pull whatever they're selling off Steam and maybe only on Wii game for China. Uh, other things, like, clearly in the future, maybe they can strong arm Chinese developers and not release games on Steam and only release on Wii game. Or, you know, they can go back to their normal playbook and getting the Chinese government to kick Valve out of China altogether. So... We'll have to see what goes on. I honestly think Steam only exists in China solely because no one in mainland China has come up with a better alternative. So the fact that Tencent offers this, you'll probably start seeing the Chinese government put pressure on Valve. Maybe Valve decides to leave China and Tencent gets exactly what it wants. And finally, the other news-ish uh, news of the week is uh, Ingress is getting a Netflix animated series. So Ingress the animation is being created by Crafter and Fuji TV and will be distributed globally by Netflix. So this is weird. So Ingress is coming out with a sequel called Ingress Prime. For those of you who don't know, Ingress was Pokemon Go's predecessor. So Niantic made Ingress when it started out in, at Google, they broke away from Google, but still had access to the Google Maps technology. This is before Google Maps opened up their API for game developers. So they kind of had a monopoly on the whole like uh, geo-fencing kind of like real-world adventure games. Ingress was a, it was roughly equivalent to like two teams capturing territories um, indefinitely. And it had some similar mechanics to Pokemon Go. I guess they're working on a sequel, Ingress Prime. I actually, this is the first I've ever heard of Ingress Prime. And Ingress the Animation is going to explain the stories and characters that are swept up in the conflict of Ingress Prime. So I guess they're going to try to, I don't know, what are you going to, what are you going to put for like capturing stuff by standing at it? <laughs> like what's the story? Who knows? So, another uh, miserable video game in the movie and or TV for us. All right, main story this week. Ubisoft's vice president for creative, uh, executive vice president of creativity. That's a weird title. Um, for <laughs> Ubisoft Canada, basically said Ubisoft is... It's looking to not offer finite experiences anymore. Now, they actually painted a great example. So when you hear companies saying they don't want to offer finite experiences, 
you kind of just get the idea that they're going to release one game, let's say the latest Assassin's Creed, then they're going to keep releasing over and over and over again DLC for that single game. But their selling point is, what if they created a lush fantasy world, right? And you start off and you play as the hero first, and you save the world, okay? That's only one story, and then maybe six months down the line, they release a completely different story where you start off as, like, a measly bank teller, and you rise your way to be the richest uh, economic hero of the world, okay? And then next, you start off as, like, a local, you know, whatever person who's in politics locally, and you rise yourself to be the political hero of the world, and so on and so on. So they basically just get more game out of a single world that they have to build, which makes sense. So you hear EA say the same sentiments. Um, why should they release Madden every year? You know, they would rather charge you $10 a month for Madden than make you pay 60 plus DLC every year. And I have to agree with them, because... If you're going to bother making these Assassin's Creed games every year, they're all on the same engine. It's all the same crap. You might as well just keep releasing new content and not waste the, like, plastic that all these discs are um, written on. Because if you think about it, Ubisoft really gives away, you know, anything from 30% for digital sales to, like, 40 to 60% for physical retail sales. So, in their eyes, it'd probably be better if they didn't have to print. And, you know, the marketing pushes for all these disc games, especially at the end of the year, is arguably a lot of the marketing pushes cost more than the game development themselves, which is ridiculous. So, should big companies pull the plug now? Okay. And you can argue more so than Ubisoft because they still kind of offer story-driven games. The story-driven games are, you know in your mind, make more of a sense to be bundled in one experience that has a subtitle. So Assassin's Creed Origins, you know, and this is about this character in this time period. Going over to EA, it's like, should EA pull the plug? Because frankly, if EA does it and EA pulls it off, then everyone else will follow suit. So let's look at EA titles. You know, you have the sports game. So you have Madden, um, what else does EA have in sports? 2K has basketball. Sony has baseball. Um, so they have Madden. They have soccer with FIFA. So Madden and FIFA easily go to subscription service or games as a service. You have uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Why do they keep releasing new versions of that game? Why is that not a game as a service? Uh, you have Battlefield. Same thing. But Battlefield's an interesting one because you do have the different time periods. So there's an argument there. And, yeah, I don't know. Are people ready for this? Because this is where we're going. I can't see this whole... If you look at, like, GameStop trying to liquidate and trying to, you know, just have, sell the entire company as a bundle... You look in the UK and everyone but game has shut down. And then even game is struggling in the UK. Uh, game is the UK's GameStop. All the physical stores are just like no one's going to the store to buy physical discs anymore. And if they are, they're really just kind of selling their old game disc and or picking up games for like heavy discounts. You know, 
So picking up last year's Assassin's Creed for half the price. So physical sales are going down. I just wonder uh, how people are going to take it. Like, how is that Madden player going to take it? Because going and buying Madden before the NFL season is like kind of a ritual for a lot of people. So how is that person going to adapt to games as a service? But I think it's time. I really do. And as you can see, this year at E3, everyone was reluctant to even talk about next-gen consoles because they all were hoping they weren't have to make next-gen consoles. I think, honestly, all three companies... Well, no, two of the three. Nintendo still will be selling you cardboard to shove controllers into for the next generation. But Microsoft and Sony, I honestly believe, thought they would have cloud gaming figured out by the end of this generation, and they don't have it yet. Okay, They seem like they're almost there, but they don't have it yet. So... They clearly don't want to keep releasing these consoles. It's very expensive to them, and they lose money every time you buy a console, which a lot of people don't know. They actually lose money. So I think everyone slowly starting to move to the games as a service would be a great shift for the industry. So EA, it's up to you. No one else can do this. It's one of the few times where you ever see me endorse EA as a possible leader of the things to come. But EA, pull the trigger, games as a service. All right, so I told you, slow week. Um, but it allowed me to little expand on a subject, so that's pretty cool. I'll see you guys next week. Hopefully we have more juicy game industry news and uh, a little less five-story weeks like this. But it's nice every now and then. All right, take care, everyone. Bye.